This episode is part of our five-episode coverage of the 2019 Tribeca Film Festival. Enjoy! This is Naaman and Arvina Movie Reviews. We're now talking about the film One Child Nation. It's an Amazon Studios release, and it's a documentary. It's about a woman who was born in China, and she had her first child in America, And having that first child makes her think about the experience of her upbringing in China during the one-child policy, which was around 1985 to 2015. So in this documentary, she's the one creating it. She interviews people who are directly involved in regulating the one-child policy in China and family members who are affected by it and who also kind of ran the one-child policy while she was a child there. What's unique about her situation is that she wasn't a one child. It was her and she also had a brother and she talks about how that situation affected her life and her family's life as well. And it was just really interesting hearing about the people who went through this, the adults at the time who were going through this one child policy. And something that I must say is very it's a strange idea that you're going to regulate a family to just one child and just hearing their thoughts on it and hearing how they wanted to implement the idea of a one child policy being a normal thing Mm -hmm. through propaganda through like tv shows and songs and commercials really strange that's basically what the documentary is about it was really interesting but to me, I just wasn't like pulled in the entire time. Like, what were your thoughts about it? I thought it was interesting to know. Too. I knew about that. I didn't know the details, but I knew that China was overpopulated. I believe it still is because China is bigger than America. And so I can't clarify that by population. And I think by anyhow, I thought it was interesting, but I think it went too long. But I, I just thought it was a little bit too long. Yeah, you know, I I think the topic was really interesting to cover now, right? Because this could be done, this could have been done like a couple years ago while it's still going on. I'm pretty sure there is a documentary about it while it was happening. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But it's cool now because now it makes you think about all the kids, not to spoil it, but if you have a one-child policy and if a family has additional kids and you're not supposed to have additional kids, what happens to those additional kids? Right. So I did think about that. Yeah, to think about those kids and to think about that since it wasn't that long ago, that they're still moving and hopefully moving and Mm -hmm. thriving in the world. Like, how do these kids see it too? Where are are they? Yeah, where are they? That was a big question that I had. And I felt like it answered it enough, but, Mm -hmm. and maybe that would require a whole nother documentary. Yeah, probably because you have to find the kids and then they tried and they weren't interested. But and then, oh, twins were there, too. So that was interesting because yeah, you only what have happens, one. And what if happens if you have twins? Right. Yeah. They, so, they I thought that, that part was interesting. Yeah. Um, and it sucked at the same time. Yes. Another thing that I thought it focused on, not only the families and how this one child policy affects them, but. What happens if the one child isn't what you want, specifically by gender? Right. So then it kind of went into, honestly, like, 
a female perspective of mm-hmm. what happens during the one child policy from the child and the mother and the father. It's too. so sad because well, sexism has been around for forever. The mothers were weird. Their responses were strange to me as well. And I was like, okay, that's weird. It didn't make me get angry at their, at the way they perceived the one child policy and what they decide to do when they go through this policy. It made me understand why they had the mindset that they went through. That's really what it did for me. It sounded like consequences were very harsh had they not. They actually didn't sound that bad, but maybe they were bad enough for them to just be like, what are we going to do? This is this is what it is. Yeah, that's one child nation. And whenever it comes to a streaming service or on demand to you, I slightly recommend it. If you have some time, check it out. Uh, For me, it's not high on my list. Not high, but I would recommend it. It's interesting. Yeah, so that's One Child Nation. So now we're going to talk about the film, For They Know Not What They Do. This film is about four families with LGBTQ children and how they're operating through life. I don't know if you read the Bible or For They Know Not What They Do. I believe Jesus said that on the cross, going back to Easter, he said that. I'm no Bible expert, so I can't. <laughs> well, I, we just saw the passion of Christ. Oh, no, but I can't say that. I can't. Yeah. But yeah, so I believe he said that about the people who were crucifying him. So anyway, it's he was forgiving everybody for they don't know what, you know, they don't know what they're doing. So this is why they're acting this way and doing this, this evilness. And so this film, as the title states, it is basically being critical of how the world and mainly Christians treat the LGBT community and the people who I identify are who are LGBTQ and it just made me very angry I was very hurt sad and it was just a spiral of all four families it was just a spiraling film there was really no excitement slight slight um silver linings but it really just I don't know it was just a lot for me yeah, I mean, I think there has there there's been documentaries where you had if it featured people who didn't who found it difficult to love people who are part of the LGBTQ community. But this is unique because of like you said it's focusing on their difficulty being because of their religious beliefs. Right. It, it was just specifically Christianity. Suspe- specifically Christians who and the religion Christianity is supposed to be based on love and then they're out here hating, trying conversion methods. It's just I'm a documentary girl, so I just love a documentary. But whew, this one, I everybody should go see it. However you can see it, you need to go see it. I think it's necessary. Well, for me, if... Okay, so let's break down parts. For me, it was important because I'm gay. And then also dealing with my family, I guess realizing that... I mean, you're here. I kind of feel like... Not you specifically, but I guess my parents, really. uh, Knowing that, finding that out. And then also how they dealt with it. I felt like they could have easily been in a documentary and still <laughs> could be in the documentary oh, yeah, definitely. because of experiences that I've had, like growing up with them. You know, I think a lot of the problems that mom and I more so in the past and like now, mm-hmm. but even like neither one of my parents being like super close to mm-hmm. me in the way that I would like a parent to uh, 
know me, it's because of their religious beliefs and them not really being able to accept who I am and being open to that. So, yeah, it closes them off to a big part of my life. You know, and I think it's just that age group of like growing up. What are they, baby boomers? Are they baby boomers? Yeah, they're baby boomers. But so I'll get to why I have a problem with the title and some of the other stuff in the Mm -hmm. movie. But I don't completely agree with that. Well, I don't know, because it seems like it's just all of them. I mean, yeah, you get some younger ones, but the majority are the ones who had the millennial children. Uh, I mean, the I'm sure the it's everywhere. Still but out like, on you know younger kids because well yeah, but it's the so it's a one family in the uh, movie. They have a trans son. Yeah, and he found he knew who he was very early on. Mm-hmm. He talked about his struggle figuring out how to tell his parents and also how to get them to let him transition because he was a minor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to give him the testosterone they had to be able to say okay to it, which right. was really interesting and fascinating. He's a, a Gen Zer, so he was born like in 2000, But right? they're also, his parents are old. I don't know if they're old. Absolutely. I don't know their age, but still. Absolutely. They are, you know. they are our parents' age. I think they had him very late. Well, until I see their age on paper, I don't know. But I think so. You know, basically what I'm saying, I, I still... Let me not go there. So back to my experience. I will go there later, but back to my experience and why I related to it. It was a lot of like things that didn't trigger, but made me recall things. Like uh, they talk about this group called Exodus and how Exodus tries to do conversion, conversion therapy camps and stuff. But they also have all this literature and these things to help people read. So yeah, I recall receiving some of that literature. I recall the CD-ROM more than anything. That part was really uh, yeah. sad because Exodus was ran by a man who was LGBTQ. Well, no, he, he he wouldn't. He was a promoter for it. He wouldn't say that he is. And at the time. Because he thought he, he was, was converted. Not, yeah, he was not promoting it. You know, now yeah. he realizes that who he is is who he is. He can't change that, which mm-hmm. he feels once you watch the film you'll see that he feels very differently about yeah. it than what he did in the past. It. So, yeah, that was how I connected to it because I guess for Same. full clarity, uh, my father is a pastor, a preacher, excuse me, assistant pastor in most churches when we grew up. So, yeah, I just really related closely to that story because yeah. a lot of the things the families were having issues with, my parents had issues with as right. well. Yeah, our parents. Same. So. That's why I uh, related to because I was just thinking about my brother, and I was just like, "This makes me so angry." I was just filled with anger, and I shed a few tears. It was just terrible. I think it, it's a good conversion film for those who are hating. It'll convert you to love. I think, or at least to consider it. I don't if know. you don't feel anything from it, you are not my people. Well, a big part of the movie is that I can't quote it specifically, but. They said that they don't, the big reason why people want to hold on to their religious beliefs and not just accept what they know innately what it is, mm-hmm. is because they don't want to accept the idea that what they've been learning is mm-hmm. going to change that perspective so drastically. Right. The um, last few things that I want to say personally is that with the title for They Know Not What to Do, What They Do. I don't know. I felt like that was a little off because they know exactly what they're doing. 
It's just that they choose not to accept, you know? Well, yeah. I think even when Jesus said it on the cross, they knew what they were doing. They just decided to continue. So maybe the statement totally is not accurate for anything, but that's just what you say. I guess you just chalk it up to people just being ignorant and just choosing not to accept. Yeah. So... I don't know. That makes a lot of sense, actually, if you compare it to how Jesus felt saying it to other people who wronged him. I don't know. I just think everybody should love and forget the hate stuff. And if you just really cannot accept, then just stay out the way. Don't even just stay away. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways, I think everybody should go see it. It was one of my faves. So now we're going to talk about the film American Factory. American Factory is a documentary about a Chinese automobile window maker opening a factory in Dayton, Ohio, taking the place of the General Motors old plant where it used to be. And so General Motors closed down in Ohio and a lot of people lost their jobs. So now this huge Chinese factory comes and it provides more opportunities all those people who were let go or you know fired after the general motors closed down they now have a job after years and so everybody's excited and it's looking this brand new space and everything's looking up but there becomes i guess language barriers and issues between chinese and americans and how we both operate differently so that's what most of the documentary is about and how can we fix it but it doesn't really get solved yeah i would add to that that so the name of the company is few y'all glass and when they're coming from china the way that they see a factory is something that's very organized very focused very dedicated to Mm -hmm. and the way that american factory workers work they're thinking a, a lot about like safety. You don't want to get tired on the job and balance, like work life balance. We care about our, our lives more. Yeah. So those differences, they create those differences between the workers and also the head honchos, the people in charge of Fu Yao Glass, and then also the people who are hired that are Americans. It creates all these button heads and tensions, but both are hoping to make a better work environment. Right. So it's really about like a misunderstanding of cultures and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out like how to meet in the middle to work together and make something great. Uh, But it also talks about just business in general, like how companies kind of use employees to, to, yeah, to make more money. Yeah, that's it. Cause that's all when you hear it. I mean, we are already know this, but that's all companies care about is the bottom line. Yeah. So, They're just figuring out how to make these people, these Americans, these stupid Americans that they say we're so entitled and we think we can do everything and all that, I guess, as comfortable as possible without messing up their production. Yeah. Or, you know, who whose way is better, I think, is a big question about that. From what I saw, I think everyone had good points, but I don't think anyone wanted to really meet in the middle I mean, Americans, based on what they were doing, as far as like work, based on what the Chinese were doing, they did look lazy to me. You know, uh, the Chinese, though, uh they looked a little too uh, rigid Rigid. in the way that they do things. Yeah. But also, 
if you're there to get a job and to get it done to the best of the ability, the Chinese have a point. Like, if you're not doing it well, bye. Or this is terrible work or whatever. And it made me think about that thing. I mean, I was stuck in the middle because I leaned more to the Chinese. But also, I don't want to be a slave really working for nothing, you know. But I want to do the type of great, excellent work that the Chinese were proud to do. Yeah, they really do work very, very well like efficient and effective yeah but i also was very sad for them too we may look like lazy americans but their life does not look enjoyable yeah it It looks like work 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 all day but that's also part of the culture like it's about work for them right i guess that's what that's they say life Mm -hmm. is about but i don't know i'm staying over here because i don't think i could i know i can't work i'm too american to work like uh, a chinese chinese yeah. <laughs> What's unique about this documentary, though, it's not created like a typical documentary. You know, in some documentaries, people are like in an interview room and it always cuts to those people talking mm-hmm. about the scene that's happening. This runs like a narrated film. Right. So you have like characters, you have villains, you have mm-hmm. people you feel sorry for. There's like stakes, mm-hmm. things happen and you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to this employee if they do this? Yeah. No. You know, are they going to make this thing happen? This big point in the movie, uh, you know, where the Americans think they could change stuff in the factory, you know, are they going to really make it happen? And you're wondering about all these things. And I think that's what made this documentary really great because even if you don't like documentaries it's like you're watching like a drama unfold before your eyes yeah like the camera was just following them around it wasn't really yeah it was it was i liked it yeah it was enjoyable it was interesting i know nothing about fuya glass but i like a documentary so i think you should go see that american factory yeah american factory check it out before you go make sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at Naaman and Narvina. See you later. Bye-bye.